sorry for all that you have done. Just preach to me, for I am the one. I am the Good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you today. Thank the Lord for you taking time to tune in with us this morning for just a few minutes as we're studying God's Word together. We've entitled this study, A Journey Through Mark. In my mind, what a journey it has been thus far. We thank the Lord for that which we have studied, and I hope and pray that we have been benefited and blessed by looking and reading God's Word together. And again, if you have a copy of God's precious Word nearby, I want to encourage you to open up your Bible along with me in the precious, precious pages of the Word of God, Mark chapter number 6, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 30. As we look again and we review for just a moment in Mark chapter number 6, we remember as we've studied, we found out that the Lord had been rejected in Nazareth in the first part of that chapter. And then we read down and we begin reading perhaps about verse 7, and we find out that Jesus had sent the apostles forth, and he had given them power over the demonic spirits of this world. And he gave them instruction on what to do, to go to village, to town, and to go place by place, and they were not to take money or provisions with them, but their needs were to be provided. As we read down through this chapter, we find that we've already looked at the death of John the Baptist and how wicked King Herod Antipas took his life and had him beheaded. And we've looked at that. And then this morning, we're going to pick back up in verse number 30. And we're going to read as the 12 uh, apostles now, as they're called, they have returned. And then the Lord Jesus is preparing to feed the 5,000. And we'll not get to the feeding of the 5,000 today, but we're going to head that way, if you will. Behind me is a picture that I was blessed to take in Israel of a hill right there close by in proximity to the place where the Lord fed the 5,000. Now, there's no question that he asked them to sit down. He did things in order. And we'll look at that as we go through these verses. But let's read together. And as we begin reading in verse number 30, I want to just give you 
uh, of thought as we go through each of these verses, maybe a couple of verses at a time. And I'm just going to give you maybe four things this morning, and then we're going to close our devotion for today. First of all, I want you to notice the apostles' report. The Bible says in verse 30, and the apostles gathered themselves together unto Jesus and told him all things, both what they had done and what they had taught. In other words, they gave and they came back and they came together and they came to the Lord and they reported upon the mission that the Lord had sent them forth to accomplish. They told him what they had done and exactly what they had taught. And as I think about this, what did they do? Well, they performed, I believe, mighty acts under the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus equipped them to do marvelous things, and he used them mightily to prove that he is who he says he is, that he is God. And he equipped those men with divine gifts, and I believe they had the power of the Lord upon them. And also they gave a message to the Lord Jesus, a report to him of what they taught the people and the truth that they brought forth. We notice again in our Bible in verse number 31 and verse 32, we see the, the apostles report in verse 30. But in the next two verses, I put it down this way. The apostles needed rest. The Bible says in verse number 31, And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place, and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. And then in verse 32, And they departed into a desert place by ship privately. As we look at these two verses, I'm glad that Jesus saw the need of the apostles. In fact, the apostles were just mere men. They were mortal. They were flesh and blood, just like you and I. And they got tired. They experienced tiredness in ministry. They had went to and fro. They had been about the Lord's work and they needed rest for their spirit and for their flesh. You and I also need rest for our spirit and our flesh. And as I'm seeing this, Jesus knew how busy they were where they were right at that moment. And the Bible says that they had no leisure as so much as to eat. They could not even sit down to have lunch or dinner without being interrupted by people with needs. Nothing wrong with needs, nothing wrong with people bringing needs to those that can help them. But let me say this, after a while, that becomes very a very heavy burden. And that's exactly what was going on here. And so we see that Jesus and his disciples get into a ship and they leave out and they leave privately. In other words, they didn't announce their departure. And so it was in verse number 33, we'll continue the story. Not only the apostles report and the apostles needed rest, but thirdly, I see the accelerated rally. 
In verse number 33, the Bible says, And the people saw them departing, and many knew him, and ran afoot thither out of all cities, and outwent them, and came uh, together unto him. And so it was that the crowd found out that Jesus and his apostles had now took ship and they were going somewhere else. And so the people ran afoot. They ran on foot and they went out of the cities and the places and they came and actually outwent them. In other words, they beat them to that place. And the Bible says, and they came together unto him. In other words, it was Jesus who they came to. We notice something else in this in our text, and we're going to read verse 34, and we're going to come to a conclusion this morning. Our time is swiftly going away. Not only do we see the apostles' report, and the apostles needed rest, and by the way, sometimes you need some rest as well, and then we see the accelerated rally. They, they rallied to, to, to come to Jesus because there was just so many needs. People were desperate to have his touch. But lastly, this morning, I want you to notice the appropriate re reply. In verse number 34, the Bible says, And Jesus, when he came out, see, he didn't send his disciples out. He didn't send the apostles out. He came out and he saw much people. The Bible says, And was moved with the compassion toward them because they were a sheep not having a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. Now, this is the verse we're going to stop at this morning, and I just want to give you a thought here as we tarry here for just a moment, and we're going to come to a close because our time has already, it's already past our limit, but as I'm looking at this, the word compassion strikes a deep note. You should underscore that word in your Bible. In fact, it is a, a long Greek word, and I'm going to make a stab at trying to pronounce it, and I'm, I'm sure that I'm going to fail in doing that because it's such a huge word, and it's very, very difficult for me to even try to pronounce it. But it is splankinid zomahi, and it's very, very, it's a very long word, and it's a very important word in your Bible. It means, according to Strong's, to have the bowels yearn, that is, to feel sympathy, to have pity, to be moved with compassion. We find that word, that Greek word that I pronounced or tried to pronounce a moment ago, 12 times in your Bible. It's interesting, two of those times uh, that they are used, I'm going to talk about for just a second, it was used in the story of the Good Samaritan. And as the Good Samaritan came where that person was who had been wounded and left on the side of the road, the, the Good Samaritan looked at him and he had compassion upon him. In other words, he, he was moved with compassion. It's also not, not only the story, excuse me, the Good Samaritan, but as we look at this and we study the 12 different times that this word is found in our Bible, it's also used in the story of the prodigal son and his father, speaking of his father's 
compassion for the son who was lost. And when he looked upon his son, he looked upon him with eyes of compassion. It is that which Jesus looked upon the multitude of people that was before him with all these various needs in their life, with all these ailments, with all the sickness, with all the physical problems with all the 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 limbs that needed healing and the eyes that needed touch and and the deaf ears and and the and the diseases that was so prominent among the people and Jesus with eyes of compassion looked upon that crowd of people in fact Jesus looked with eyes of compassion from the very beginning of time in fact before the foundation of the world was ever formed I believe the Lord Jesus Christ looked at down through the, the chasm of time and saw us, you and I, in need of a Savior, and he looked with eyes of compassion. That word, uh, the, the Greek word, as we have spoken it a few moments ago and tried to define it as such as Strong's defined it. It also could mean in antiquity, it meant the bowels. But before that, it actually meant uh, the, the internal organs. In other words, the entire body. And as I think about that, and also uh, talking about the bowels that yearned, I don't know if you've ever experienced anything such as what I'm going to explain to you. But when my father died, I remember uh, going into that hospital room and seeing him as he had already passed away. And I laid my head upon his, his chest, which was no longer moving with breath. And I wept and I felt a feeling that that moved and stirred me from the inside, my bowels and my internal organs. It seemed like was under such compassion because I loved my father to that degree. And let me say this, Jesus loves you and I with a greater love. His compassion was greater than what I've ever experienced because he didn't just love those who loved him back. He just didn't love those he was related to by blood, but he loved all humanity. You see, the Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Jesus loved you enough that he went to the cross of Calvary and he paid the sin debt for all men once and forever upon that cross. Aren't you glad this morning? then we have a Savior that has eyes of compassion when he looks upon humanity. I'm glad, thank God, he didn't throw the clay away. He loves you and he loves me. Well, I'm long past my appointed time this morning, but I want to tell you, Jesus saves. If you're not saved today, you need to be. And he loves you. He cares for you. Makes no difference who you are, where you've been, or what you've done. You can repent of your sins and you can ask the Lord by faith to save you and he'll do that today. Well, this is Pastor Donnie bidding you a great day. Lord willing, we'll be back again tomorrow for another Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. And we'll try to pick up in Mark chapter number 6 and verse number 35 tomorrow morning. Lord bless you is our prayer. Bye-bye.
that faithful day. He said, child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just breathe. 